a millionaire playboy who was raised by his sickly English butler, fights crime alongside his 35-year-old adopted child, while they both wear anatomically correct skin-tight rubber suits. They both want to bang the same plant lady, leading to arguments and discussions about family and pheromones. The sickly English butler has a hot American niece who is morbidly obese according to late 90s beauty standards. She also gets to fight crime in a skin-tight rubber suit sans nipples. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays the coolest villain of all time, who just wants everyone to chill while he kicks some ice and tries to unfreeze his dead soggy wife. There's also a Coolio cameo, some motorcycle mishaps, and a plethora of puns. Guys, let's talk about the franchise killer that is Batman and Robin. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. Who's out of bullets? All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. A lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. Feels like I just got here. Feels this like was we fun. all just arrived. Yeah. It took us this amount of weeks, whatever that number is, to get mm-hmm. to a Chris O'Donnell vehicle. We're and, back, uh, baby. I want to see it. I've and been wanting to do Vertical Limit for a while. And I I'm, a big, do... I'm a big school ties person. Yeah. He was in Three Musketeers? He was. He was. Yeah, yeah, that was my... That was a good sex scene. I remember as a little kid being what like, was that was, it? That I don't was remember. Wait, was, uh, <laughs> was that the Three Musketeers that What's-His-Face was also in? No. Uh, Jean nah. Depardieu? Probably. Yeah, yeah. I think he was. <laughs> oh, he and, is uh, so just, he's just like a weird, what's the guy thick that, man. Uh, what's the other guy? Tim? Busfield. No, 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 no. I know who you're talking about. Uh, Home no, Alone 2. Uh, oh, Tim Curry. No. Tim Curry. Tim no, Curry's he's not. Fuck you. Yeah, Tim Curry's in it. It's Charlie yeah. Sheen, Kiefer <laughs> Sutherland, Chris O'Donnell, Oliver Platt, Tim Curry, and Rebecca Des Moines. It's so a great movie. We should do that. Three Musketeers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Man in the Man Iron, in Mask, Iron Mask. Man in Iron Mask. I knew that's what you were I know. I was going to say we should do Musketeers, Man in the Iron Mask, Brandon. Men in Tights, and Robin Hood, the Kevin Costner one. That'd be great. <laughs> Brandon, did you watch the Last Dance of Michael Jordan thing? No, I didn't. Okay, so the last episode. So it's 1998, NBA Finals. And Jordan's like going to the locker room and Le- like young Leonardo DiCaprio's there and he's like, man of the iron mask. I saw it. I loved it. Something like that. He, like, no, he like misquotes the title. Yeah. Right. He's like, you're the one from the man in the iron face. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> and Leonardo's like really just funny. like, <laughs> he's like starting out. So he doesn't correct him, but like Jordan fucks it up. It's yeah, not it's a strange, strange seeing, blast from the past. Seeing peak Michael Jordan, like, Son, young Leonardo DiCaprio is really mm-hmm. funny, and, and like just a, not recognizing it in a correctly. totally candid, like 
a camera caught this moment. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't a stage. That's thing. gnarly. Uh, <laughs> all right, Anywho, I need to watch that. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. 1997's Batman and Robin. Brandon, you've been uh, championing this movie for quite a while. So. Sure. Yeah. Quietly, loudly. To anybody that would listen, <laughs> I am a champion of Batman and Robin. I will Absolutely. say, I will say, Brandon, for years you've been saying like, just chill and like yeah, doing no. quotes from this movie <laughs> a lot. So Devin. I always did think you loved it. <laughs> so yeah. Devin, as soon as I told Devin, like, we're doing Batman and Robin this week, she goes, are you going to talk about how you quote it incessantly all the time? <laughs> you do. And I said, maybe, maybe that'll, maybe that'll make it onto the pod. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it did. So. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. If we're, we... if we're going, I'll give my first impression. Let's Why do the that. Why don't we, why don't we, uh, Freeze our way in first impression. Bat sure. Poison our way into first yeah, impression. Yeah, bat thing into it. We'll zi- <laughs> we'll tight tight up. Yeah. Like nobody cares. Brandon, first impression. <laughs> so I I vividly remember seeing this movie as a kid because we were on like a road trip. We stopped at a hotel where they had cable. If you remember, I didn't have cable growing up, so yeah. I watched Wild Wild West. And Batman and Robin on the same day, and it was a glorious day. So this movie came out Jesus in 1997. Christ. Yes, and I feel like this probably took place in like 2003, where like this was on <laughs> no, no. TV yeah, at a motel. Sure. It was like yeah. 2000. I would say it's 1999 or 2000. So now, yeah, so I saw this uh, Wild Wild West Batman and Robin double feature <laughs> as a kid, and like Batman has always been a part of my life. Like on VHS, I had Batman the 1989 version and Batman returns on the same VHS. And it was, it was amazing. And so I loved that. I loved the, uh, the animated series to this day. I still think that's one of the best like incarnations of Batman ever. Um, anyways, this one's trash. Uh, (laughs) everything about it is awful. It's an assault on the senses and I liked it. Yeah. I'll piggyback off of that because my first impression is pretty similar um like right off the bat this is such a shitty movie but it's incredible that such a terrible vision of batman made its way to the screen right like it's incredible that they were able to take this vision present it to people and have them not think like wow this is fucking atrocious like (laughs) the late 90s batman thing was so bad already that they just spit this out kind of like like we, me and Aaron often talk about like Counting Crows, Gin Blossoms, like how early '90s music was like actually super sad and well written still. And by the late '90s, it's like boy bands and TRL and Spice yeah. Girls, and that was like yeah. normalized. <laughs> where it's like, yeah. this is not surprising that the people love this. And like Batman and Robin is a perfect example of like a time capsule of like this is what we wanted, and like yeah. we are at fault for this. So yeah, um, no, totally. So I love it for that. I love it for that. Like that, it is just a perfect time capsule of everything that went wrong in the late '90s with movies. My first impressions, I remember vividly the trailer and the build-up to this movie and being like uh, the Chris O'Donnell aspect and George Clooney was being Batman and all that stuff. I remember that. Um, I never watched it when it came out, Um, and I I stand by that today. Um, Watching it today, I watched half of it at work. And I kind of set up my emails to like be able to easily send out. So like I was very very productive during like the few <laughs> half hours, um, but I wasn't. And I was watching this, and then I got home and finished the other half of it ish, 
and it made me very sad that we we're doing such shitty movies. <laughs> it, like, yeah, why do we torture a, ourselves like this? <laughs> I went from having a positive, like, I'm feeling upbeat, like, to, maybe it was just like I'm wearing out during the day, but I got home and just being like, this is so rough. Like, yeah, I mean, to end your week and be excited that it's a weekend and have to watch the second half of Batman yeah. and Robin by yourself, that's a version of hell. I hurried home. I went to the liquor store. I got home. I just watched the end of Batman and Robin and like, ah, this is. Yeah, ah. that's my that had to hurt. Yeah. So I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't like this movie. It was astounding that for the amount of people that were in this that I thought on the surface level that all these stars, there'll be something to talk about. Yeah. Regardless, of how I know how yes. bad the reviews are. I know, but there'll be something to talk about, like funny or whatever. No, nope. wasn't. Nope. It no. just sucked. Felt like a very high budget uh, Power Rangers episode. Yes. All right. Should we jump into this Batman and Robin yeah. thing? Brandon, yeah. kick it off. All right. <laughs> how, how in depth do you? I'm just going to ask you ahead of time. How in depth do you want to get with this plot rundown? Doesn't matter. Uh, I would like to say before we move forward that one of the best bits of trivia I read about this is that after filming was completed, Arnold Schwarzenegger had heart surgery. Studios were anxious about ensuring Schwarzenegger in an action movie, and he couldn't get work again until End of Days. In what, 2003? Nope. End of Days came out in 1999. This movie came out in 1997. Oh, geez. So for like the Matthew Lillard 18-month run <laughs> that he had, no one would ensure Schwarzenegger. No, it was super heart. taboo. Um, I'm also on the IMDb years. trivia, and my favorite trivia that I that I stumbled across on here: mm-hmm. uh, Uma Thurman, who plays Poison Ivy, and Elle McPherson, who plays uh, George Clooney's like mm-hmm. love interest. Uma Thurman and Elle McPherson both went on to have children with Arpad Busan, who refused <laughs> who oh. refused to marry either of them. <laughs> That's my so favorite, not so my not my pad, but our pad. Oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> All right, so let's start Batman and Robin. It's the uh, it's the opening credits, and we get a weird CGI graphic of a bat logo fucking a Robin logo, uh, and yeah. that's strange. It's, yeah, it just really put me off right from the get go. Uh, and then we get the gearing up scene, which is also cool. You get like the uh, the tilted Dutch camera angles that are used a lot yeah. in this movie. <laughs> So you have no Terry. idea where gravity is or anything like that. And you've also got uh, nipples on rubber suits and lots of crotch and butt shots. The double, the back-to-back crotch and butt shots, I thought I, like, hit a glitch in the movie. No, I didn't. <laughs> like, no. it's just That's... repeating that part. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's going on? Like, how did, did I did I press 10 seconds back? It's just, no, again, as somebody that's, like, a, fan, a huge fan of Batman and, like, the original Tim Burton movies... Man, things change in a, in a matter of years. So, back up. You didn't mention Pat Hingle is in the credits. Pat Hingle That's is in fun. the credits, and he's <laughs> one of the actually the only actors that uh, in all four of the Batman movies mm. from uh, eighty nine to ninety seven. Fun wow. fact. Yeah, he plays Commissioner Gordon. We got a Hingle head over here. Well, you know, <laughs> jingle jingle, Hingle Hingle. <laughs> the first lines of dialogue in this movie are, "I want a car." Chicks dig the car. Yep. So right off the bat, you know you're in for a good time. This movie is all about the ladies, all about the chicks. Sounds and, like a uh, Fast and Furious film in that yeah, respect. Yeah, no, seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where do you think they got their ideas no, from? No, no, no. Those are all about family. Yeah. Well. Familia. We'll get Familia. to it. We'll get to it. And Coronas and Brian. And then 
<laughs> and then uh, Robin tells Alfred, he says, don't wait up, Al, because they're going out to catch bad guys. Right, and then Alfred says, I'll cancel the pizzas. This is a butler who orders pizzas. And he looks devastated when they say that. Yeah. Like, you know, the way Michelangelo would in a Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> of just like, this guy wanted Fuck, some. I waited all yeah. week for this. And, and I get that. You got Batman and Robin and, uh, you know, George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell, respectively. They drive out of the Batcave and Alfred, he's very old and sickly. He's about, he looks like he's about 100 years old. Mm -hmm. um, they get a message from Commissioner Gordon that there's a new villain in town called Mr. Freeze. Batman, a new villain has commandeered the Gotham Museum. He's frozen the antiquities wing. He's turned the security guards into blocks of ice. He's calling himself Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Uh, so they head over to the Gotham Antiquities Museum. And uh, you got Mr. Freeze, uh, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's got a freeze gun. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. And uh, he's got some of my favorite lines in the entire movie. Mm -hmm. uh, in this world, there's only one absolute. Everything freezes. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Love and there's many more that I will sprinkle throughout the plot run. I want to highlight that one just for a second because it's such lazy writing. In like, yeah. They're going to the freeze wall so many times later. That's fine. But in this respect, it's like, in the universe, there's only one absolute. Everything eats. Everything <laughs> dies. Everything burns. Like, fill in the blank. Like, yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Like, everything freezes? No, it doesn't. Like, no, antifreeze is a thing. Yeah, come on. Yeah. It's just lazy. Anyway, it sets the stage very well for this movie. But I think it's also important to note that the henchmen... Um, are roller hockey enthusiasts. Did you guys see that they were on, it was roller hockey. They're not on ice skates. Nope. Yep. I, I wrote yeah. down, I wrote, um, what did I say? I said monkeys roller skating <laughs> with hockey sticks. Like just yeah. like, well, he said the hockey team from hell. Yeah. And yeah. I, I thought about that cause I played on several hockey teams from hell, both from a talent and effort perspective. Yeah. No, but it was like, and you even had a coach that was from from Austria as well, so that was this yeah. brought you back. But it's yeah, no, it did because Austria is hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even rocker or roller hockey monkeys. It's You're right. roller rocker holy monkeys. monkeys. Rocker, wait, idiot. get them the rockaholic monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> They're in Times Square at Christmas time, I think. The Rockahella yeah. monkeys. Um, no, <laughs> but like, it's not even roller hockey monkeys. It's men in monkey suits roller hockeying. Like they're not real monkeys. It. It's strange. It no, felt... it's very weird. It's it's. I don't. I can't describe it at all. The only other thing that to note in this scene is that like. They use literally every color of mm -hmm. the rainbow to light this scene. Mm -hmm. There's like spotlights in the background just doing circles. I don't I don't understand what they were going for. This, uh the, like the feeling wise. Like I guess Aaron was right. It's a it's an expensive multi-million dollar Power Rangers episode. Go, go, Power Rangers! Also, uh, I just want to make note that right off the bat, the use of gravity is insane. Like no, nothing is plausible within physics that exists on this earth. Everyone's just flying 30 yeah. feet in the air. Can't stress enough that like Batman and Robin open the movie punching men in gorilla suits on rollerblades <laughs> while Arnold Schwarzenegger chucks security guards 40 feet in the air. It's insane. Yep. It's super That's cool. It's gnarly. It's yeah, awesome. no, it's great. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Um, so Mr. Freeze is after a diamond. Batman and Robin fight off the henchmen as we talked about the roller hockey team from hell. 
Uh, Mr. Freeze is able to get the, the diamond that he came for, and he escapes in his tank that is also a rocket ship. <laughs> it's one thing to be like, okay, this guy has an ice gun, he has a spaceship, he has an armored wingsuit later that he escapes with, but the small practicalities of Arnold Schwarzenegger's in the spaceship going up into the atmosphere at 30,000 feet, and he's he's taunting Batman, who's in the spaceship also saying... You're about to freeze to death because we're so high up in the atmosphere. <laughs> Meanwhile, Robin's on the outside of the spaceship <laughs> clinging totally into 40,000 feet in the Like, it's just so implausible on a macro and micro scale constantly. It's, it's crazy. Hard, it's, a hard it's super okay, hard we're to come about to. to. Get up, we're about to get to one of my favorite parts. Okay. So, like you said, they're, they're in midair. Batman's inside of the rocket. Mr. Freeze is taunting him, telling him he's going to die. Mr. Freeze escapes using beautiful butterfly wings that come out of his suit. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they're throwing so many things at you right off the bat. Yeah. Like, he's got a tank, he's got a rocket ship, he's got a freeze gun, and yeah. he's got butterfly wings. Yeah, no, if you give the audience too much to look at, they won't know how to feel. And that's better exactly. than disliking and they won't pay it. pay attention to the story. <laughs> yeah. And that's the most important thing in this movie. <laughs> yep. The only other thing that happens is that Robin gets frozen and Mr. Freeze escapes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys so, got anything there? No. <laughs> no. I, 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 loved it. I loved his line, too. Your emotions make you weak. Everything is so on the nose. Yeah. It's great. No, it's a terrible movie. Keep going. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> so now we cut to the jungle. Uh, we get Uma Thurman. I think she's like one of the highlights of this entire movie. Yeah, I agree. For several reasons. But yeah, um, there's, she's, she's there's... trying to get animals to mate with plants. That's interesting. We get the, uh, is this where we get the Gilgamesh? Reference? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. That was fun. Yeah, there you go. So um, she's recording her inner monologue into a microphone. Her supervisor calls a meeting of the Ununited Nations. That's cool. My super soldier serum, codenamed Venom, to which I add my very own recipe of steroids and toxins. Look at me. Time to scream. Behold! The ideal killing machine. I call this little number Bane. You guys know John Glover? Did you recognize that actor? Danny, Danny Glover, Glover or John Glover? No, John Glover. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, he's great. He's the he plays her supervisor. Mm. Um, What's that's his, crazy. But he's where awesome. Where would we recognize him from? Yeah. Um, he was in uh, Grounds 2. He played Lex <laughs> that's Luthor's it. That's dad all. In, in Smallville. <laughs> and uh, in the Batman animated series, he also did the voice of the Riddler. Oh, the voice of the Riddler. Uh, I knew that. I knew I knew that <laughs> sound from somewhere. <laughs> Bane in this movie is just a big, green, hulking guy. I felt like uh, Captain America ripped that off yeah. with the yeah, scrawny much, arms and then much. like getting ripped and huge. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This also, movie was very influential in the in the superhero. Also, genre. as fans of Not Another Teen Movie, I felt like Poison Ivy's original character was very Laney Boggs esque, where it's like glasses, overalls, <laughs> scraggly hair, probably yeah. paint Disgust on yeah, it. Yeah, disgusting. Just disgusting. filthy, filthy whore. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not my oh. pumpkin tits. No, yeah, no. <laughs> not my pumpkin tits. So then uh, Uma Thurman's her supervisor's not happy with her for, for kind of spying on uh, what he's doing. And then, you know, they get into a tussle and the fluids just start flying everywhere. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So he kind of leaves her for dead, but then she comes back as, as Poison Ivy. 
which is cool. Very sexy. Very sexy. I was aroused. I didn't know I wanted a a woman to be overcome by plants and sucked into the ground and then spit out in a super sultry way, but I did. Yeah. And I do and I liked it. I've yeah, no, telling... she says that her she says that her blood was replaced with aloe, and I thought Aaron would appreciate that. Because mm. I know he's got an aloe vera plant that he takes. Aloe uh, you do. I tried to work <laughs> it in there and yes, you're right. I did appreciate that. Aloe. Hello. I love that you said that. <laughs> also, I had a problem with that because if she's a woman of science, she's literally she's just... a woman of science. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to make that into a fun 80s theme. Woman of science. She's a woman of science and she's just emerging from the ground, like rediscovering her new body and form. How does she know this? She hasn't done any convenient. tests. There's no. no hypothesis has been proven right. It's just she knows exactly that my blood is aloe, my skin is chlor chlorophyll. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. make any sense, and it it took me out of the movie. Everything else made sense up until this point, and that really yeah, I agree. grinded I my agree. gears. <laughs> One other part that bothered me just the slightest bit is uh, she talks about how uh, John Glover's character, Doctor Woodrow, she's like he he uh, never lets me get into his laboratory. <laughs> she, he always keeps me out. And then she finds the door and just pushes it open. And it has like a keep out sign on it. And it's yeah. like, that's how he was keeping you out. Okay. Uh, you finally worked up the courage to, yeah. to get through that door. Signs are very authoritative in it's your world. It's true. Yeah. No, she's, um, she's a rule follower. But oh. anyway, she comes out and she's super sexy. Oh, yeah. And I was just going to say that you referencing the mad scientist that dies very early in this movie as John Glover reminds me a lot of Pollard uh, referencing the young uh, Robert Redford character in Sneakers. Yeah, Gary Hirschberger. Gary Hirschberger. <laughs> it's like, all right, sure. No, John Whatever Glover's you say. I, yeah, I we love named, John Glover. I just named three different properties that John Glover was involved in. No we, we beat young Robert Redford, who's played by Gary Hirschberger. <laughs> You may be laughing at the sound of Gary Hirschberger's name. Go ahead, laugh. It's a funny name. But let me tell you this. In 1994, Gary Hirschberger laughed all the way to the bank when he took the $57 he made from playing a young Robert Redford in the movie Sneakers and invested it in his own talent agency for people like him. If you're a kind of actor, but prefer to be in obscure, rarely seen movies for about five to 10 minutes, then the talent agency of Hirschberger and Glover is here to help you. Our talent agency was formed by semi-known 1990s character actors, Gary Hirschberger and John Glover, who you may remember from his blink and you'll miss it performance in Gremlins 2. That's right, G2. Since 1994, the talent agency of Hirschberger and Glover has been getting work for actors like Ian Bowen, who played a young Kevin Sorbo in four episodes of TV's Hercules, Eric Lloyd, who played a young Bruce Wayne as seen from behind in 1997's Batman and Robin, and Kenny Indoso, the small Filipino man who did all the stunts for Mike Cock and Over the Top. If you'd like to join the ranks of those Hollywood heavyweights, make your call to Hirschberger & Glover Talent Agency today, and we'll do our best to put you in some sort of film or TV property. So we get uh, Mr. Freeze's origins revealed with a convenient security tape. Oh, my um, origins are revealed. 
And I love it because they state that uh, uh, Mr. Freeze was a two-time Olympic decathlete and Nobel Prize winner for molecular biology. Yep. They had to they had to make uh, his size, Arnold's size, somewhat plausible. This muscle-bound man would be a decathlete is impossible. <laughs> no, but he's, it's... Yeah, he's clearly a bodybuilder. He's a powerlifter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Why also, not just say that? <laughs> I also love that it's like two-time Olympic decathlete. So it's like... He got invited to the Olympics. He didn't, he didn't win, win yeah, no, he, but no, he did no, win he the did Nobel medal. Prize in molecular biology. <laughs> like he did so win he that is, award. Yeah, yeah, he is Dolph Lundgren, basically. The fact that Dolph Lundgren isn't recognized as the most fascinating, interesting man—not the most interesting man in that kind of like vein—but like, man, that guy's interesting. <laughs> like, I think I remember the first time my dad hit me. I was around three or four, I think, and he. I was walking in front of the TV and he kicked me and I flew into some bookshelves. And I remember there was blood and my mom was screaming. See, my dad had a lot of problems and he took it out on me and my mom, never touched my brothers or sisters. Um, so Mr. Freeze's motivation is that he's got a wife that's uh, got a disease and she needs to be frozen. And that's another thing that bothered me because they show his wife later, she's not frozen. No, she's just in water. Right. She if doesn't. The water is cold enough. She's marinated. Frozen. It would be solid, but it's not solid, so she's not frozen. She doesn't even have a dedicated oxygen tank. She's staying moist. <laughs> you know? It's just there's oxygen she's, bubbles she's going drowned. to the top, and you're assuming maybe those are finding their way into her nose. I guess he put Through her osmosis. In a, he put yeah. her in a very rigorous uh, treading water program. Yeah. Of just like how long can you go? They paint Mr. Freeze as like the top scientist mind in the world, especially at the end of the movie, and it's like this is just a bitch in water. That's yeah. all it is. That's a soggy wife. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is clearly dead, and yeah. you need to put her out to pasture. Yeah, he just he needs to move on yeah. at a certain point. So, Brandon, I had a Brandon-centric question at this Go point in it. the movie. Um, they say the bad guy, what's his name? The guy you got, like John Glover? John, John Glover, yeah. He says he's going to ship Bane overnight. How much? That was a good joke. That much, was a good joke. How much would that cost, though? You worked at UPS ah, store. Right. How much would it cost for like a three hundred dollar package overnight? You mean a three hundred pound package? Yes, overnight? yes, 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 yes. Oh Jesus! And they're in like South America too. Yes, that's got to be upwards of like, oh my gosh, ten thousand dollars probably. Wow. Well, that's that's pretty Wait, in line with freight, baby. That's pretty in line with the Wayfair uh, human trafficking thing that we talked about. So. I don't think we talked. Yeah, about no, that. that's true. <laughs> yeah. Devin, yeah, you got exactly. anything? Devin, do you got anything to say about that? Why would you need a passport for a pillow? All right, so where are we at? Uh, so Poison Ivy owns Bane now, apparently, uh, and they head to Over Gotham City. Meanwhile, Mr. Freeze is conducting his henchmen while they sing Christmas carols. Those henchmen and that's belong a fun, to Mr. That's Cutler. That's a fun scene. <laughs> I love that scene. That was top three best scenes I yeah, saw. Right? Like, this is a villain that uh, when he's not just hanging out with his dead wife, she is dead. She's drowned. Yeah. Uh, he's not hanging out with his drowned, soggy wife. He's uh, making all these people, he's making them sing Christmas carols. I'm Mr. Louder, come on, sing, 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 come on, yes, come on. This yeah. is not a Christmas movie. No. Uh, so that's, you know, adding that plus Jaws the Revenge, 
it's weird how Fourth of July is just giving us so many Christmas uh, Christmas Angles, themes. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Vivica A. Fox is in this, and she tries to get him into bed, but he's not down, and that's sad. I'd be into um, Vivica B. Fox. Hmm. More like a. Do I it. Put the, put, put the clip here. I don't want to do it again. Have you guys ever, like, <laughs> you're gonna edit this, Brandon? <laughs> no. Have you guys ever poured a bowl of cereal, eaten most of it, and then left it out, and like two days later, it's like I gotta do the dishes, and now the cereal's all fucked. I probably have sure. I probably had thirty bowls of cereal in my life. Okay, that's what I guy. imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife is like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just almost, yeah. if you just barely touch her, she falls apart. Right. Like. Yeah. It's just disgusting, disintegrating right. cereal. She would be very waterlogged at this point. So she'd just like be swollen to twice her normal size. <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. What a yeah. bitch. Um, so I, I also put that we get to see that Mr. Freeze's suit is like a coin-operated machine that only accepts diamonds. Yeah. So that had to hurt financially. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, you create this technology, and then it's like, wow, this is expensive shit to keep yeah. running. Yeah, it's like I, I made a car that doesn't run on gasoline, <laughs> but you have to burn $100 bills yeah. to keep it Pure gold. Keep it going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so that sucks. Yeah, especially, so, especially when you're the only person with this condition and the only person that can come up with the solution. Right. Like you, you can't blame anybody else yeah, for that. This is on you. This isn't a big corporation <laughs> yeah. being like, I'm taking advantage of you. This right. is your creation. Well, that's a bummer yeah. because... Diamonds have no... It's diamonds, right? Yeah. That's a, diamonds have no intrinsic value, right? They don't... It's not coal that like we burn it. They have right. intrinsic value in that I get off knowing that people have harvested this for me and I'm sure. overpaying. Yeah. Right, people have like had their legs broken. Kyle's yeah. sadistic. Uh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kyle gets off on that. So this is where he reveals his plan, though. And so he's going to hold... Here's Gotham my City. plan. <laughs> he reveals it. It's, uh, he takes out his plan, shows it to his henchmen, um, and he's going to hold Gotham City ransom so that they'll pay him the money he needs to find a cure for his wife. And it's just like, you were a, you know, what was he, Pulitzer Prize winning? What? Nobel Prize winning molecular biologist. I like the Pulitzer. And you're angle. deciding, you're <laughs> deciding, like, I'm going to hold a city ransom to get money for to find this cure. And it's just like, just apply for a grant. Well, let's like you are, you know, you're the top of your game. You didn't Just even you mention frozen and you have to live in a, a diamond operated suit. You can still apply for those funds. I'd like to go back to the Pulitzer angle of him writing sure, sure. A, a canonized piece of fiction that just was like, man, this guy fucking captured <laughs> a voice of a generation. Yeah, right, he really right. captured what it was like to be alive in the 1997 yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's he's crazy. Dolph Lundgren, he's Jonathan Franzen. Exactly. He has John such, Updike. He has such a unique experience as a man who can only exist in sub-zero temperatures, and yet his voice speaks to a generation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pulitzer Award winning Dr. Freeze. <laughs> That's Mr. Dr. Freeze. <laughs> Hello, my name is Dr. Mr. Freeze. <laughs> All right, where oh, are we at? God. Where are we at? Now we get Alicia Silverstone, so that's cool. Yes. Ooh, I'd like so to... she arrives at George Clooney's house, and that's really funny because uh... we have like an hour forty-five left. Yeah, no, there's a lot going on. There's a, there's a lot of great things that are happening in this scene when she first arrives. That's what I so mean. There's a lot all, to talk about. No, there is dissect. because first of all, she rings the doorbell, 
George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell are there and they just go, Alfred, are you going to get that? Yeah. And it's like, man, Bitch. give your butler. He raised you as if when you were a child and uh, he's a hundred years old now and you're still making him do work. And all he looks forward to, all he looks forward to all week is that fucking pizza. <laughs> And you denied him of it that week. Well, I got to imagine at some point earlier in George Clooney's Batman's life, it was like... <laughs> George Clooney's Batman's yeah, life? Yeah, like in this universe. one-man play. Not, I'm not speaking about the Michael Caine aspect of this in the later film franchises. I'm just speaking more about this one. Um, this one it, is, I'll cancel the pizzas. <laughs> All right, guess there's more pizza for me this week. I was in Burma. My friends and I were working for the local government. They were trying to buy the loyalty of tribal leaders by bribing them with a tangerine. <laughs> that would have been Michael Caine. Yeah, know, like, like he wouldn't have right, canceled yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, he just would have been like, more pizza for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a little, a little, a wink at the camera too, like yeah. fourth wall thing. Uh, when but, I was in Burma, Polish. I, saw, I saw a pepperoni pizza the size of a tangerine. With a tangerine. <laughs> it was a small little itty bitty pizza. But I imagine uh, Clooney and Alfred at some point being like, look, these are the job descriptions. They're the job descriptions. I know you're old as shit right now, but like... You're cool with this, right? Because like, <laughs> like you're getting old and you're starting to use your right. Just because you've been a father to me since I was eight years old doesn't mean I'm going to cut you any slack, right? Like, I still like, expect you to be here at eight a.m. I every imagine morning. there was a weird overlap of like Clooney as a younger man opening the door and doing all those things, and then it was like, hey, we needed to find roles here. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> the other notable thing about this scene is. Uh, Lisa Silverstone, she she knocks on the door, rings the doorbell. Uh, Chris O'Donnell goes out to answer it, and he, I think the line is something like, "Please tell me you're here for me." Yep. And it's like, what a rich entitled bastard! He thinks that just women just show up uh, and just you know again, I think reveal themselves to as him as if she would not be there for Clooney. Jesus exactly. Christ! Exactly. Oh come on. <laughs> but also, there's so many things in this movie, that scene in particular, where it's like. If you just make Vin Diesel Batman and Paul Walker Robin, yeah. this all makes sense. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, right. yeah, I like, agree. Is she here for me? It's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, that makes sense for Paul yeah, Walker. Cause, cause, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Diesel's got sure. Letty, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, right, right. on his mind. And, like, yeah. he's a one, I'm a one woman guy, yeah. you know. <laughs> Alfred is ludicrous. <laughs> and Tyrese. All the gadgets, like. Yeah. <laughs> Ludo. Uh... So, yeah, that's nothing really happens. Lisa Silverstone looks great. She uh, does. She, yeah, I, I, I was spinning. I love me some Silverstone. Okay, all right, Ooh. fair enough. Right. Yes. Um, so then we have, there's a observatory where, you know, George Clooney as Bruce Wayne is, is donating a telescope to this observatory. Observatories it's are massive wastes. <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. Because it's a small observatory, but it's on top of a thousand foot gargoyle statue. Yeah, the body the is hands. massive, and it's just a little marble in the hands, <laughs> a billion feet in the air. Right. It's like, uh, I, like I, I understand that they're kind of going off of the Tim Burton world of Gotham City that's very like Baroque and very like strange art deco. Um, this is too much. It's way too much. I feel like those last 10 seconds were the most movie dissection we've done that sounded brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's it's get cut Tim out. Burton. <laughs> Baroque, Art Deco. 
That sounded good. I like that. Yeah, well. <laughs> Let's move forward with the plot. So uh, Poison Ivy confronts George Clooney at this observatory. I'm confronting you at the observatory. <laughs> Basically what she says, yeah. Uh, her motivation makes no sense. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, Batman and Robin set up a sting operation using a gigantic diamond necklace and a strange human trafficking auction to lure Mr. Freeze out. And, uh, and it works. Yeah, it's, I want to see a, it. I don't understand this scene whatsoever. When Poison Ivy comes, she entrances them. She blows her little fucking smoke you, at them. You did not mention that she's in a gorilla suit. Yeah, at first. At first. <laughs> at first. <laughs> of which, of course, I mean, you know, Poison Ivy, Sexy Uma Thurman. I'm thinking gorilla suit. <laughs> Put that woman in a gorilla suit. That's the only way to bump this up a notch. Bane's also in a gorilla suit. Yeah, and so, he doesn't take off his gorilla suit the whole time. No, so He's it's just like, chilling there. So it's like, it's like, Bane, what could we make you up to be? Oh, a gorilla. Oh, I guess I'll also be a gorilla. That makes sense. <laughs> but I'm going to be the sexier gorilla. Yeah. Mine's going to be a little bit more pink, have better fur on it. But so Poison Ivy blows the entrancing smoke on them, and they're in love. Yes, Robin they're super horny for Batman. They're both just like, I'm going to fuck her harder and yeah. pay more. And Robin, at $2 million with the bidding, goes, like, I'll borrow money from you. Because Batman's like, how are you going to pay for this? And he's like, I'll borrow money from you. And then they get up to like $5 million. And Robin tells Batman, like, it's a utility belt, not a money belt. And it's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. You're borrowing money. Why are you worried about the budget here? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the whole scene is nonsensical. How much? Yeah. How much of your expenditures are like coming out of the budget? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you you balancing the books? Yeah. (laughs) Does Robin, does, does... Chris O'Donnell have a job in this movie. No, he's no. A, so he's the Gilligan. He's a he's clearly the Gilligan. Yeah. <laughs> hey, little buddy. Oh, that's like that's. Reference. And then they show the Bob Denver for all you Gilligan fans out there. He looked <laughs> like a million. High. Good and... King of Queens co- quote. <laughs> wait, wait. Start over. Nah. Good King of Queens quote. Hi, I'm Doug. I'm a Pisces. I like walks in the rain and bags of pork rinds. <laughs> And that's the King of Queens mentioned for this episode. No, yeah. we'll cut it out. I no, we'll be putting that in. Every I, week I there's feel, a King of Queens thing. I feel stupid. No, no, no. But so that that's when uh, Batman pulls out the... The Batman the credit card. Credit card. And it's yeah, just the, like... The American Express. This whole scene is just so wrong, but so right. And my favorite, favorite part of the entire movie, Mr. Freeze busts in and says, All right, everyone. Chill. All right, everyone. Chill. 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 But then he says it three more times. He says, chill, chill, chill. And that's just fucking. I actually had the same reaction where I was like, wait, this is the line Brandon always says. But then I was like, why is he still saying chill every time he shoots someone? It. It Why not? seems like he has brain trauma. Yeah, well, it doesn't well he make did sense. have a heart condition. And then <laughs> he grabs a rope from like a stripper and just swings 80 feet in the air somehow without yeah, any the momentum. Rope, no, the rope does nothing. He just could have jumped that distance. Yeah, he just grabs the rope and then it's like moon landing. I'm over here now. <laughs> it's crazy. Batman goes after Mr. Freeze himself because he hates Robin at this point and uh, Mr. Freeze gets arrested. And he goes to prison now. Uh, moving on, we see Alicia Silverstone likes to race motorcycles. 
Oh, yeah. I thought Aaron would really like this part. This is his favorite scene. Guaranteed. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then we also see that Coolio's in the movie. Yep, and that was my favorite part of the movie. Seeing Coolio? Yeah, it was just like, wow. Okay, so you have a movie where the main bad guy is full of puns about chill and freeze, <laughs> and then your celebrity cameo is Coolio. <laughs> They didn't even mean to it do it. They were just like, no. this guy's cool at the time. Coolio but was it dope, fit man. into the punny, yeah. shitty yes. universe. And of, it fit yes. into 1997. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ice-T would have also been good, but they went with Coolio, and I'm okay with that. Ice Cube would have been good around this time, too. It looked like Coolio was living in a gangster's paradise. Um, so at this point, Chris O'Donnell follows her to the motorcycle race and he saves her life and they bond a little bit. And then we find out that Alfred is dying and that sucks. And, uh, Alicia Silverstone wants to take him away, wants to take him away from a life of servitude and subjugation. And I thought that was a very valid point that never gets addressed ever again. Why would it? She's fat. Yeah, no, you're right. Kyle said it well. (laughs) Poison Ivy breaks Mr. Freeze out of prison, and uh, Batman and Robin go to Mr. Freeze's hideout and see his wife in the uh, bucket of water. And then they get seduced by Poison Ivy all over again with her pheromones. Mm-hmm. So they, they hate each other again, and mm-hmm. it's, it's not great. Poison Ivy attempts to kill Mr. Freeze's wife and tells him that it was Batman's fault, and that gets Mr. Freeze real pissed. Um, and so their plan is to literally kill everyone in the world and to grow a bunch of mutant animal plant hybrids together. Why should only Batman and Robin die while the society that created them goes unpunished? Yes. If I must suffer, humanity will suffer with me. I will blanket the city in endless winter. First, Gotham. The world! Just what I had in mind. (sighs) My mutant plants have the strength of the deadliest animals. Once you have frozen mankind, these babies will overrun the globe. And we shall rule them. For we will be the only two people left in the world. Yes. Adam? And evil. Yes. Yeah, it's a good plan. It's yeah, that's a hundred percent true. I'm not making that up. That's what they say. They say, "Let's if my wife is dead, let's fuck this entire world, and then it'll just be me, you, and the plants." Full disclosure: I bought pheromone perfume for men, and I thought it was like for men to wear, but it was like no to attract men, and like. Man, I was popular at the gym that week. Yeah, no. Like, and you're always wondering why people uh, are in your yeah, backyard. Yeah. Honestly, Aaron. The flood of men that like came at me. I was <laughs> Not so, on me or in me, but at me. I, yeah, yeah. I was so embarrassed about this story that I wasn't going to share it. But you Please. opening up yeah, and no. being vulnerable, it allows me to say that after listening to all of our podcasts and just kind of riding the wave, I bought so much pheromone stock and yes. it did not pay off at all <laughs> of course it, it was not what i thought yes. it was that's the arc i would have guessed i mean pharaoh tech is doing well i bought yeah. pheromone and i just mm-hmm. fucked it up and i just feel like an idiot it's the jamaican version 
Pheromone. <laughs> Montana. I've got some pheromone for you. <laughs> Would you take a dab on your wrist, I got man? To, I got to be moan the pheromone punches. splash in your wrist Bacon. <laughs> Kevin. Bacon. <laughs> There's a huge party at the observatory because George Clooney donated the telescope. Poison Ivy and Bane destroy the bat signal, and George Clooney tells Alfred that he loves him. And I thought that was a touching scene. Honestly missed it. Honestly don't think it was touching. Wow. Okay. Well, how about this? Alicia Silverstone gains access to Alfred's CD-ROM, like which has all the Batman stuff on it. Yeah. And it's the worst graphics I've ever seen. Uh, it's so bad. I got anxiety watching her try to crack the password. <laughs> it was like, ooh, you're running out of attempts. <laughs> like, you're going to get locked out. Right, right, right. They, like, didn't have a thing like that. And also, it was, like, access denied. Access denied. And then when she guesses it correctly, it's like, ooh, access granted. Right. And no, it's no, just no. the sexiest voice at that point. It is a sexy voice, but it goes, <laughs> access allowed, which is right, not a thing. Right. right. <laughs> like, <It's>... That's <laughs> definitely not. 97, we were still rocking, you know, three and a half floppies, right? You know it, brother. <laughs> I I'd love four, I four or five if I I'm still, excited. when I want to impress a girl, I call it my three and a half floppy. <laughs> oh, after you impressing girls. <laughs> yeah, a lot. A lot more than I'd like. Um, I still have my three and a half floppy from like yeah, you do. sixth grade. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, I wish it was three and a half. So Mr. Freeze goes to the observatory. Alicia Silverstone becomes Batgirl after talking to a virtual simulation of Alfred, which was created when Alfred scanned in his brain algorithms to the Bat computer. In case you guys were wondering about that one, I mean um, that was awesome. I yeah, love I mean, that Alfred is the leading authority on this technology. That yeah, no, and it was like a Max that. Payne kind of thing too. Yeah, or is that what it was? What's that one? What's the one like '80s '90s show, where it was like the digital guy that just had he like glitched when he talked? Was it Max Payne? Max Payne, Payne was Max Headroom was the Max 80s. Headroom. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is Ma Ma Max Headroom, and what you're about to witness is one of the most sinister sounding intros to a trailer to one of the greatest epics ever produced in the history of t t television. <laughs> so Alfred's cashing in on the Max Headroom craze by scanning his uh, brain algorithms. He, do, he doesn't want to be irrelevant, even after he dies. Um, Robin goes to fuck Poison Ivy, but she gets mad at him because he's wearing rubber lips. Not, uh, it wasn't hello. Ken. It wasn't Ken. Who's, I'm thinking, who am I thinking of from Street Fighter? Not Ken, the Ryan. military guy. Guile. Guile, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's what I was Yeah, he's the one with the hair. Yes, okay, continue. <laughs> um, and then Batman and Batgirl fight poison ivy together and it's like a really poorly edited fight scene like it's clearly stunt doubles for the entire you know the entire in the length of the fight scene is just all <laughs> stunt doubles <laughs> and i like that yeah and it's just it's the worst it's the worst and then uh, poison ivy winds up getting eaten by a plant at the end um, i hated when alicia silverstone came out as batgirl and she came to fight Poison Ivy, and she was like, you're about to become compost. And it was like, you were the one character that wasn't doing that shit this movie. Yeah. Like, puns, everyone yeah. is doing yeah. the bad puns, and it's like, 
as soon as you put on the Batgirl suit, like you're into shitty puns. That, <laughs> that was part of Alfred's training that he put in the <laughs> yeah. CD-ROM. Yeah. He's like, here's here's who you're going up against, a cold guy <laughs> and a plant girl. Here's a list of puns that I recommend. Did you get my five megabyte download? <laughs> <laughs> it's about eight seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll take you it'll take you a while to download that. You should probably go get some pizzas. Yeah. Come back. Load it now. It go again. run your errands. Have a full day. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> Then maybe it'll get to the part of the picture where it has the nipple. Uh, also, on the Batgirl outfit, no nipples. Yeah, yeah that pissed me off. It's a bad bite. That pissed me off because the guys bite. have the nipples, the Batgirl doesn't. That's messed up. I agree. Where if she um, was an Instagram model today, it'd be prominent nipples. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Here I am. I'm Batgirl. <laughs> Here I am. Show my nipples now that I'm Batgirl. Here's some yellow cards. Here I go. So uh, poison ivy gets eaten up by the plant. Mr. Freeze uses the telescope in the observatory in the observatory to freeze literally all of Gotham City and everybody in it. So that was cool. I'm going to freeze um, this city and everybody in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It stinks. This city stinks. I'm going to freeze it. I'm the critic. Arthur uh, Criticos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been great. John Lovitz you and want, Matthew Lillard. You want you should try uh, my yogurt? <laughs> no, cartoon John Lovitz and Matthew Lillard. That's sure, the no, I like that. And Real life this. Matthew Lillard and and cartoon john lovitz as jay sherman i've sidetracked you brandon, we should keep moving brandon what was the you don't make you don't make friends with salad yes god yeah. damn it i was trying to think of it oh, yes. that's a great one thank you you don't make friends with salad you don't make friends with salad you don't win 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 friends with there's a dumb vehicle battle and then a dumb fisticuffs battle and then Batman and Robin use the telescope and satellites to unfreeze the city. And then suddenly Alfred's not dead and it's a happy ending for everyone. And that's that's all I got. I'm all right now. I've cured miraculously. I'll be the shark. I'll be the shark. <laughs> I was in Burma. <laughs> in Burma, I saw a shark. <laughs> the size of a tangerine. A tangerine. The end. When Hollywood's golden boy George Clooney sold his tequila brand Casa Amigos for half a billion dollars, he thought to himself, what's next? What subpar product can I peddle to the masses and sell for a billion dollars? What can't I, George fucking Clooney, get away with shoveling down the throats of dim-witted Americans? These stupid fucking ignorant Americans. What shitty product can I dupe them with? And that's how he came up with the idea for this next product. 5GFA is proud to introduce the only shin guard on the market specifically created to protect your knees from shit. Introducing George Poo Knees. You ever sit on the toilet with explosive diarrhea so powerful that it hits the bottom of the toilet and bounces out of the bowl and onto your knees? Then it eventually rolls down your shin onto your feet? Now your feet are covered in your own shit, you filthy slob? And you need to be at work in five minutes! I know I've been there, 
and I've always wondered why there wasn't a product built for such a common, everyday occurrence. Well, now there is with George Poonies, and you can crap in comfort and clarity knowing your knees are covered with George Clooney's stamp of approval. To celebrate the product launch, George Clooney has put up George Poonie skewed movie posters available to purchase on 5gfapod.com, including Michael Crapton, The Perfect Shit, Intolerable Pool Tea, and Oh Brother Where Shart Thou. So what are you waiting for? Buy a shit-themed movie poster of George Clooney's at 5gfapod.com and a pair of George Poonies sold exclusively at Walmart. And just remember, protect your knees from poo, and poo indeed, the only shit shin guard you'll ever need is George Poonies. That's a good song. It's just a good song. That's great. Let's violin into (laughs) categories. Why don't we start with the best scene I saw? Kyle, what do you got? Uh, the opening fight scene, it really set the stage for just the absurdity of the whole movie. It was just monkey men in suits fighting over a diamond. Monkey Monkey theme in this whole movie. It was crazy. It was just, I liked it. Uh, the best thing I saw was also the first one, mostly for the hockey player angle. I really enjoyed (laughs) Roller hockey though. I can't stress enough that this is an ice villain that has roller hockey henchmen. It's it's quite the paradox. <laughs> Brandon, best scene you saw. I have to go with uh, any scene that involves my boy, John Glover. Because that yeah. guy knows how to act. He uh, He's not he getting too old up. for this shit. He's not getting too old for this shit. Um, he just, he's so, like, he hams it up so much. And I love that about him. And I think that, like, the whole tone of the movie is, like, this is a cartoon and uh, he's perfect for that because he's just a strange guy. With a hell and... of a mustache. No, he doesn't have a mustache, does he? He doesn't have a mustache, probably. <laughs> but it's a hell of a mustache in the sense that Kyle <laughs> thought he had a mustache and he didn't. Let's go. move on to how do you do that? How do you do what you do to me? How do you do what you do to me? Kyle, how do you do that? My how do you do that? I feel like we've talked about this in the past, but... Wrong. When Bane tries to save Mr. Freeze from prison, from the Gotham, Arkham, a thousand feet in the air, they jump off the building, and Bane flails. He stretches his arms out, he kicks his legs out, if you don't close and pencil dive from a thousand feet up, <laughs> the water is gonna blast up your ass, killing you instantly. Yeah, yeah it goes up your anus. Yeah. It, it, have we talked about this? I feel like probably. Enlighten us, though. Either way, this man his his rectum is fucked, <laughs> and there's no other way to say it. He's eight. I don't think we've talked about it. I think you've texted me this. Yeah, just probably. Un- yeah. In very general terms. Yeah, unsolicited. <laughs> yeah. No, I just I can't understand why this guy from that height would have said, I'm going to spread eagle 
Sure. You tighten that shit sense. up. Tighten yeah. it up. Tighten yeah. it up. Protect the anus. And uh, Bane didn't, but he's an idiot, like we talked about. So let's move on to <laughs> that hard to ground. <laughs> My that how to hard. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone, as soon as she got on screen, that had to hard. Yeah, no, it did. I was very attracted to her. But um, what had to hurt was this movie impacting George Clooney's career. Like, 1997 Clooney botching this movie was a, like, ah, he was, you know, an ER guy who was a budgeting film you know, well, the, he hadn't made it completely. No, but the crazy thing is, like, if you look up everybody else's careers after this movie, everyone else took a nosedive except for George Clooney. Yeah. I would argue everyone's career died except Clooney and yeah. then eventually Uma Thurman. Right. Right, but the Clooney, like... Even Schwarzenegger, like, he died. Was, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We had a heart attack. They, they didn't revive him back to do movies until yeah. 1999 Rico, or whatever. Right? No, that was weird. What was the one he did in the late nine? Like I was, it wasn't. What was, uh, end of days, know. eraser. I think it was end of days. You think you know bad, huh? You're a fucking choir boy compared to me. Uh, Brandon, that had to hurt. I just put it had to hurt to be Chris O'Donnell. Being yeah. Chris O'Donnell had to hurt because uh, I don't think anybody had a good time working on this movie. But his character gets the worst dialogue, has the stupidest character arc. He's whiny, like we talked about. He's dumb. And then he has that green that scene where he falls into the gack, making yeah. him literally the stupidest looking person in the whole movie, and that's saying a lot. I would say no one had a good time on this movie, but they all had a long time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not here for a good time. I'm here for a long time. <laughs> yeah. It felt like, like forever filming this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, that's like. The, that analogy doesn't even play. Like, it's not like you, you, you fucked it. If that's your code, like yeah. you fucked up. Yeah. No, it was uh, – I agree. I felt like me and Aaron have talked about Chris O'Donnell pretty extensively at this point, and we've agreed. Like, We'll just cut it there. Kyle, that had to hurt. Um, being Alicia Silverstone had to hurt. Man, I read oh, on the IMDb trivia that she almost got entirely cut out of the film – because she put on weight, <laughs> the tabloids called her Fat Girl, which is a super clever wordplay on the character's name of Batgirl. Yeah, that's right. It was Batgirl. Like... No, but they said that like because she put on weight, they cut her out of the movie. Like she a lot of so scenes. good in this movie. <laughs> they said that um, had they made a sequel, she wouldn't have been in it because she was that overweight and like no one liked she her. She had just become so massive. <laughs> that they couldn't they couldn't get a trailer for her that would yeah. fit her a huge frame we, uh, we yeah, couldn't no. fit you into the movie let alone the budget <laughs> yeah there's no so film there's no movie. film big enough no and like her, screen. her career was fucked like chris o'donnell like george clooney for like brief... everyone else yeah don't forget yeah. about pat hingle what has he done recently yeah he's been uh king queens and uh... <laughs> well so i like no, the but name I like the name Pat Hingle because it reminded me of Ray Finkel from Ace Ventura. (laughs) When I saw it, I got excited. I'm like, what did I get excited? Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. (laughs) 
No, but that's Pat, just Pat that's Hinkle. just that's just funny. Like what you bring up as far as like 1997. Like you look at Alicia Silverstone and like that's supposed to be like a big girl for 1997. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like just how far we've come of like accepting different body types and like yeah, I like, said, she looks great. Let's move on to who organizes the reunion. It's so nice. Yeah, I got one. Oh, good. Kyle, who organizes the I reunion? I don't have one. Do you guys have one? Yeah, no, I'm going to go I'm going to go Bane organizes the reunion. Um, he's so stupid. He can only say <laughs> one word at a time. He needs a friend. He needs somebody to follow around. He's not going to function in the world by himself. So, uh, so I think he he calls everyone together uh, and organizes a reunion so that somebody can just take care of him. Yeah, fucking dumbass. Yeah. Gonna, he I'm needs gonna... help. I'm going to go for it, but um, I think Alicia Silverstone organizes the reunion. Okay. When that big bitch Shoot loses plantation. all the weight, and, she, <laughs> and she's like, here's my slender reveal party. Yeah. I want everyone from Batman that said I was too big, too obese, too gross and fat. Yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. show them all that I lost 15 pounds-ish. And they're like, Alicia, yes. it's been 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, she's on. No uh, one she's cares. On, yeah. She's on Courtney uh, Kardashian's uh, Revenge Body or whatever the hell that yeah, show is. Yeah, it's just like, like that sounds like a Twilight Zone episode of you. Like, why doesn't nobody think she's attractive? And it was, she's too fat. She's too skinny. Like, I don't get it. She looks awesome. Humans are so subjective. Uh, Wait, uh, I have a reunion. Who organizes? The I'm reunion? going with Wilfred. That's right, not Alfred. The Wilfred Hans versus Franz thing. Yes, Ducks. exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think Alicia Silverstone tracks him down on an elephant in India, and rather than go to Gotham, he's like, "Come to me," and then they do like an eat, pray, love, just seven years in Tibet bullshit movie, and no one wants to see it. Let's move on to Clutch Award. Baby, you are so money, and you don't even know it. Brandon, All what's right. your Clutch Award? I got to give the Clutch Award to my boy, John Glover. Uh, you know, he's he's amazing in everything that he does. And in this movie, it's no no exception. He creates Poison Ivy. And yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. And my he also clutch- creates Bane, now that I think about it. He created Bane, and he created Poison Ivy. So, without John Glover, we don't have a movie. Mm-hmm. The Glove Daddy. Really Glove delicious. Daddy. I um, love her some Glover. My clutch award goes to Joel Schumacher for standing up for Alicia Silverstone, saying she <laughs> wasn't too obese for this film because she looks fantastic. No, good for it. Yes, no, good for Alicia Silverstone. Oh, good for you. Oh, good for you. Oh, good for you. Wow. In May 2011, Silverstone gave birth to a son. In March 2012, she received media attention for uploading a video of herself feeding chewed food to her son from her own mouth. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no. Uh, Alicia. Take I it back. See it. Yeah. I just... do want to see it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, Kyle, Clutch Award. Clutch Award. Video game physics. Uh, <laughs> we see early in the movie that everyone's just on low gravity, scouts, knives, <laughs> counter-strike games. But then... The ice gun, like you've talked about, Brandon, it doesn't need to reload. It doesn't overheat. Oh, <laughs> it's just, that's good. Terrible, just, man. It's just a fucking infinity gun, and I love that. Uh, let's move on to quotes. 
Don't wait up, Al. I'll cancel the pizza. Oh, I got a bunch. All right, Brandon. I'm doing all the ice puns. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. You are not sending me to the cooler. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Talk about your cold... Oh, no, that, that's Vivek A. Fox. Talk about your cold shoulder. <laughs> all right, everyone. Chill. 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 <laughs> the cool multiple party. chills are good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool party. Allow <laughs> me to break the ice. Let's kick some ice. Freeze in hell, Batman. That's all I got. That's not enough. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, no, okay. And then there's another one, non-ice related, that I thought was so stupid, and I wonder if you guys caught this. Um, but it's when... Uh, they're all reviewing the security footage of Mr. Freeze when he like falls into the vat of ice or whatever. And uh, George Clooney says, here's where everything goes north. Ah, uh, I did see That's that. not a phrase. Yeah. No, it is. And it's from like this it's, movie. No, I mean, it's supposed to be here's where everything goes south. Yeah. He says, here's where everything goes around. north. She, I'm not sure what they're trying to say with well, that. Well, she has that, Silverstone has that line of like, Let's do it the hard way. And she's like, men always do it the hard way. Mm -hmm. Something like that. A lot of fun. Yeah. yeah of, sure. This movie went there. I oh. Mean, it had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like for kids, but there's so many like fucking In and, and sex jokes. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Um, My quote, this is pretty uh, germane to just Kyle's speaker that he has when it gets connected. And it's when Freeze and Poison <laughs> Ivy... Got connected, and I, I saved the clip because it sounds exactly like it. And I just, ah, I blocked up my phone. Here we go. Propose a pairing. <laughs> a pairing. I watched it. It's pairing. A pairing. So it's when Kyle Speaker is pairing. <laughs> it sounds like this. That pairing is exactly like Kyle's speaker that he pairs when it says pairing. I can play it again. So I had a bunch of other quotes, but that one, like, once I heard that one, I was like, that's, that's the, the best. One. I yeah. agree. No, Perry. you can throw the other ones out. Perry. Disconnected. Perry. Power on. Yeah. It's like a sexy female voice for that part. And but then when it's it. disconnected, it's John Lovitz. Oh. This is disconnected. It stinks. <laughs> uh, no, so my quotes are, so the first three I have. Or I felt like I wanted to write this into my Mick Sullivan, but I couldn't figure it out. So one of them is, uh, I know you're a dedicated bachelor. I know you've had your wild nights. And then Batman, George Clooney says, wild doesn't quite cover it. And I was like, ah, Mick Sullivan would say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then it was, no matter what they tell you, Mr. Bane, it is the size of your gun that counts. Again. There we go. We know what they're fucking talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Poison Ivy tells Chris O'Donnell, she says, when he's like, I need a sign. And she says, how about slippery when wet? <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> like, those are fucking pervy yeah, for good. a good fucking smart. Batman yeah. movie. So the and weird then, thing is, uh, keep going. I'll, I'll tell this afterwards. Okay, I was going to say. And then, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I like this one. Stay cool, bird boy. Where yeah. it's just like oh, he doesn't fuck, get Robin. Great Damn line it. of just like 
Arnold Schwarzenegger putting that little Arnold twist on it of like, I'm Austrian. I don't know English. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, when Alicia Silverstone is talking about her uncle or who, who the fuck cares, but she says, well, I don't suppose they have fax machines on elephants. <laughs> That's just a time capsule of this movie sucking. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite quote of the movie is Chris O'Donnell. When he catches Alicia Silverstone, looking at his motorcycles he says i suppose you have a minor in motorbikes as well and i just thought man what if aaron had a minor in motorbikes <laughs> you know what if you could go to college and really learn about motorcycles and just kind of get it out there and just i almost your... have a minor in german but motorcycles or motorbikes sure. yeah that's yeah, different be, from german what would better. that feel like if you just I'm not a major. I'm a minor. It's comfortable. It's like I'm not an expert. I just I dabble. You know, I don't do I dabble. It's a uh, man. It's, it's exciting to think about. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's uh, I didn't know they offered that. <laughs> I didn't know they offered it. They didn't. When I, I, I looked, I remember looking through the course curriculum and like mm -hmm. seeing courses that I could take mm -hmm. and specific specifically. <laughs> <laughs> looking for motorcycle courses and uh none were available mm -hmm. and uh thank you san diego state for fucking me up well all right yeah let's move on to what, what takes, takes me, me home tonight i just want to take shut me up out shut of up the no just shut tonight. up man. no just shut up uh what takes me out of the movie all of it. I hated this movie. Yeah. Kyle, what's out of the movie? So I'm going to go on the other end. I'm going to say, and this is controversial. Nothing takes you out of the movie. Nothing takes me out of the movie. Right from the get-go, they establish so much absurdity and campiness and just like they hang on to it the whole movie. Yeah. They really do not right. have a moment where it's like, that's unbelievable. Oh, a satellite is going to turn its course and melt the Gotham. Who gives a fuck? Oh, yeah. diamonds are converting into freeze energy. You don't think about it because the whole movie is campy and shitty. And I, I just, nothing took me out. I love right. it. No, they don't even like, <laughs> they briefly touch on moments of like actual human drama, but like, they don't dive deep into it. It's just like Alfred's sick, and then it's, by the end, he's not sick anymore. Yeah, Everything's maybe that fine. takes me out of it, them trying to humanize shit. It's like, no, just be stupid. No, like, he's a fucking butler. Who gives yeah, a fuck? Yeah, lick my boots, bitch. <laughs> Brandon, what takes you out of the movie? Um, what takes me out of the movie is the two-hour running time that I saw at the very beginning. <laughs> that sucked. But then, like Kyle said, when I got into it, it was just like, all right, whatever. I'm along for this ride. It's uh, it's campy, it's dumb, and uh, I can't say that I want to see it, but, you know, I want to see it. Let's move on to McMulligan's. What would you change about the movie? Brandon McMulligan. Batgirl nipples. Uh, my McMulligan... When Robin um, sees Mr. Freeze drop into the vat of 50 below zero water, he says, That's gotta hurt. And I just wish he would have done the Aaron comical, 
that had to hurt. Yeah. yeah. It fit the movie, and it was so close. Like, we were right there. Like, just change it a little bit. Yeah. It fits. Good. It doesn't fit a lot of movies. It fits this movie yes, to just be like, absolutely. that had to hurt. <laughs> like, just like a gong sound in the background. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me so horny. Yeah. Do you guys were, realize, like, right did you guys realize how many, like, Looney Tunes sound effects are in this? movie not enough <laughs> not for my money not yeah. loony enough for my tuning yeah. yeah now here's something we hope you'll really like now we're going to turn our attentions to ex-local fanboy michael hillary for magic mike's main minute hey michael you're on with the five guys flicking around crew how you doing buddy what did you think of that TikTok conspiracy I sent you? What do you think of Ghislaine Maxwell's arrest? And who do you think is more involved with Jeffrey Epstein, Trump or the Clintons? Look at these other like tweets and other like internet investigators that found. So they found pillows and shower curtains and all of the throw pillows were the exact same, except they had like very specific names, again, tied to people that like have been missing and other stuff. Um, and then some of the also like in the description say like no passport needed. And it's like, what the fuck? Why would you need a passport for a pillow? Let's move on to sauce. I want my baby sauce, baby sauce, baby sauce, baby <laughs> Baby ribs. sequel would be a documentary on chris o'donnell seeing his career just kind of dwindle away and being a guy that was like you're supposed to be a guy and yeah. then he wasn't uh kyle sauce us all right i've got a uh, ross 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 that's a reboot back. well in this one i've actually got a remake Ooh. i want to see the same movie at the end of this film, Brandon, I don't know if you remember, but Poison Ivy's hair is red. It's up high, oh, and it yeah. gave me inspiration. Uh, so we keep Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze, but everyone else changes roles, and they're cast with actors from the same movie. Bette Midler is Poison Ivy. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone is Sarah Jessica Parker. And Kathy Najimy is Bane. <laughs> The fight scenes would be so fucking cool. Just seeing Kathy Najimi throw people and just get the Hocus Pocus cast up in this bitch. I love it. We get Doug Jones, who plays the zombie Billy in Hocus Pocus. He's Batman. And, That's interesting. You know, do you, why is it interesting? Because he does everything. Yes. He's so, in, like, literally every movie. Anytime yeah. there's a creature, like a humanoid creature, it's Doug Jones. Yes! So Doug Jones, he plays the scary fawn and the eyeball dude in Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. He plays the silver surfer in Fantastic Four. Yeah. He plays the fish fucker in Best Picture Winner, Shape of Water. And if you showed people a picture of Doug Jones and said, this is Doug Jones, here's what he looks like, yes, everyone... Doug Jones, <laughs> It's a perfect dichotomy for someone who does these creature feature roles for decades. And the public would be shocked to be like, oh, I've seen this guy a thousand times. I don't know why I recognize him. Just like Batman with the mask where it's like, oh, he's hiding in plain sight this whole time. You know? Yeah, and then, no, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm a big jo Doug Jones, jo Jones will file. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
at the Jones's diary. <laughs> Thackeray Binks is still a cat. He's Alfred, and it's called Hocus and Pocus. Nice. Yeah. Let's move on to genre swap. All right. I tell you what you do. Pull the old switcheroo. Kyle, genre swap us. Porno. Yes. So when Alicia Silverstone's trying to hack the mainframe, she's like, Margaret, no, that password didn't work. Peg. Access. Allowed. Uh, and that's because Alfred, we know what team he plays for. He likes pegging and... Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to take the motor- motorcycle racing part of this movie and make that the main thing. So there's a scene where Alicia Silverstone and Chris O'Donnell race their motorcycles for some reason. And I want that to be the majority of this movie. But it's got to have some sort of twist, right? So maybe mm. these are like altered motorcycles that can only go like, I don't know, 30 miles per hour. That's interesting. Ah. And if we're changing that, like, why don't we keep going with the changes? Make them hover bikes instead of yes. motorcycles. Yeah. You know? Those are just can some ways that we can make this a little bit more fresh, a little bit more in that, uh, you know, different kind of genre. Kind of like East meets fresh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like that. I think, uh, have you seen the recent film that Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan were in? What? Look it up. Uh, my genre swap. I like to see this as an episode of ER whole cast as doctors in ER and yeah. Clooney being the Clooney dog would have been cool um, Silverstone being like the like by the books really like Elle Woods kind of doctor that's real peppy yeah, what but would, also what like, would Bane the, be? Bane would be a an orderly you know he'd be like I need to escort you to the mental I have a, I have a, uh, I have a violent patient in room 3 I need Bane yeah, you're yeah. going to the fifth floor. That's for all the nitwits. Yeah. <laughs> donkey brain. <laughs> yeah, the John C. McGinley said, I have to, or yeah. he'll fuck me to death. Um, <laughs> let's almost wrap things up with Blu-ray price. I think we all agree on a zero. <laughs> no, fuck no. Okay, Kyle, Blu-ray price. Oh, me first? Yeah. Okay. Big, big uh, spender. <laughs> <laughs> so... Empire Magazine voted this movie as the number one worst movie ever made. They have not seen Jaws the Revenge, apparently. Exactly. Upon rewatch, this is probably the best fourth installment of a film franchise ever. Shut and the fuck don't up. Don't even... Rocky IV is much better than no, this movie. No, 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 no. Unless we do that movie next week, in which case I will agree. Sure. Okay. But as of right yeah, now, this is yeah. the best. Yeah. And uh, I'll just say, is Coolio in Rocky IV? Or another Batman movie? No, but Polly fucks a robot in Rocky yeah, Four. Polly does fuck a robot. Does he fuck a Coolio robot? Uh, we gotta watch was, it. I haven't seen it in a little bit. Coolio was growing up in his gangster's paradise, so it wasn't he wasn't ready. Did we get a fat <laughs> motorcycle like race? It was like a Fast and Furious moment in the movie. If this movie really It's had great. A, no, no, no. Really shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Do other Batman movies speak entirely in shitty puns? No. This movie has everything. Coolio, motorcycles, shitty puns, a super fucking obese Alicia Silverstone. She was what gross. more do she you was want? Disgusting in this. It's 
perfect. Uh, it's the best fourth installment of a movie I've ever seen. And for that reason, I will pay 444. Wow. Bless that's, 44 that's good. Plus that is good. Bless 444. Yeah. What? Interesting. <laughs> oh, Biggie Bokoff. <laughs> and uh, I hate this movie. I would need to be paid to watch it again. How oh, much? Not me. Um, probably like five dollars. This is the first one that like I usually like try to be nice to the movie because I think us talking about it makes me want to, however bad it is, I like I find myself being fond of the movie post discussion, yeah. post pod recording. This one is like even if if I came over and you and Kyle and Brandon were watching the movie, yeah, and it's like you guys wanna you wanna watch it? I just started. I'd be like. I'll be back in a couple hours, in two and a half, two hours and five minutes. But did you hear? Because, like, I know how long this movie is, and I don't want to watch any of it. Brandon, Blu-ray price. So, I've already talked about how I think Jaws the Revenge is a much worse movie than this one. Because uh, this one is at least a lot lighter in tone, and there's so much to just look at, and there's so much to think about, and there's, uh, there's a lot going on in this movie. I wouldn't say it's uh, the best fourth installment, like Kyle would. But uh, I'm going to go $2. $2 ah. for this one. I don't mind paying $2 to see this again. And like you said, if you watch this with a friend, like if I sat down with you guys and like all three of us watched this, we'd have a good time. If we all sat down and watched Jaws Re The Revenge together, I don't think any of us would have a good time. And that movie, there's so little shark activity. Yeah. It's it's just, yeah. It'd be you know, it's, yeah. it's almost We don't like, need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it anymore. would be all like, here comes Michael Caine. Like, this is exciting. Like, yeah, that's yeah. true. We'd be doing that most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to ride for this movie because it's not good. But I will just say that it knows what it is and I enjoy what it's trying to do. Right. It's. A, I think it's a good, bad movie. Yeah. Let's wrap things up with, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Kyle, does this movie work as an Sullivan vehicle? No. I spent a lot of time trying to write this, and then my no turned into a fuck yeah, it does. Are you kidding me? Uh, nice, this is nice. classic McSullivan, baby. You dumb bitches. So McSullivan and Pops, they've left New Orleans behind. McSullivan is offered the chance to be commissioner of the police force in New Gotham City, where the only thing more bountiful than the hookers is the criminals. McSullivan promises Pops he won't regret joining him in their new city, and McSullivan quickly blackmails the current DA with poorly photoshopped photos of McSullivan banging hookers and doing cocaine and then gluing the current DA's face on it. <laughs> McSullivan... <laughs> Is there a name for it? No, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get that far. You usually have a cool name for those things. <laughs> no, I wish. McSullivan fools the city, and he names Pops the DA Can of New Gotham. Cap? No. Okay. McSullivan... <laughs> McSullivan fools the city and he names Pops the DA of New Gotham. The most affluent socialite in New Gotham is Hooch Malloy. And he <laughs> and he's quick to call McSullivan out for his corruption. When the city goes to sleep, Hooch becomes Batman and works his way putting away bad guys. But McSullivan hates that this fucking Batman is cleaning up the streets 
which flow with cocaine and blood, sometimes, in McSullivan's case, at the same time. Unsurprisingly, Batman and the new DA Pops get along great and spend late nights trying to catch the new bad guy in town, the Snowman, who has concocted a strain of cocaine which, when ingested, makes people hyperactive for short bursts of time and gives the user newfound confidence. The Snowman keeps eluding the DA Pops and hooches Batman, while Commissioner McSullivan keeps telling them that the snowman is misunderstood and he's just trying to make New Gotham fun and they should let him be. <laughs> District Attorney Pops reminds Mac that thousands of children are now addicted to cocaine thanks to the snowman. And Mac replies, well, yeah, but the kids are more fun now, right? Hooch's Batman responds that hundreds of children have also died from the low-grade cocaine that is typically <laughs> cut with expired egg salad sandwich and results in food poisoning. It's a fine powder, see? <laughs> <laughs> the next night, much to District Attorney Pops and Batman's horror, the snowman has creative a, created a massive machine called the Snow Cone Maker, this which is a massive <laughs> machine. <laughs> which hovers over the city and is blowing cocaine in massive clumps more akin to hail than rain, and the city is going crazy for it and loving the egg salad sandwich mixed in. At the top of the machine, the snowman <laughs> has not the scarecrow from the Batman movies, but a real-life, lifeless scarecrow next to him. When Batman comes to fight McSullivan, a.k.a. the snowman atop the machine, a giant photo bulb goes off. The machine short circuits and breaks, and the city is saved. The next day, <laughs> the next day, McSullivan hand delivers a photo he said he took to try and figure out the identity of Batman. It's another poorly photoshopped photo of McSullivan's face pasted onto the Batman suit, Hooch's face painted onto the snowman, and Pops's face pasted onto the scarecrow. The city is so shocked. <laughs> to find out the real identity and everyone <laughs> and the paper uh, causes uh, D.A. Pops to address the city and the allegations in which he says, I know you see me as D.A. Pops, but throw a D at the end of D.A. and that's what I am first, a father. <laughs> and I would never do the things I'm accused of because I have always wanted to be an example for my children and the good in the world, and the justice that does prevail in this great city of ours, and I fear I am being set up. McSullivan makes a loud fart noise at the end of the speech <laughs> and says, he who denies it supplied it. <laughs> this is all the court of public opinion needs to hear and disbar <laughs> District Attorney Pops. They send Hooch Malloy to prison for life, and they celebrate McSullivan personally for his heroics and professionally for his heroics as Batman. The next day, McSullivan introduces Batman's famous egg salad sandwich cups, which quickly sell like hotcakes after all the egg salad cocaine mixtures he sprinkled New Gotham with. And everyone in the city is now addicted to them. He gains the title of New Gotham's richest and singlest socialite in the city. The mm. end. Wow. Yes. Sir. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically McSullivan uh, doing McSullivan stuff. Yeah, like no, that. that makes sense. <laughs> it's right there. Damn whatever Hooch thinks. Yeah. 
Yeah, Fuck so, that guy. I think this movie does work as an McSullivan vehicle. I think former Hollywood bad boy Joel Schumacher travels to New Orleans. And, uh, you know, he spends a week there one night. And... <laughs> Schumacher's like, hey, McSullivan, you bailed me out again. Like, I'll do anything for you. McSullivan shoves a gun in his mouth. He's like, shut up, motherfucker. He's like, I said I'd do anything. He's like, shut up, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm going to make Batman. He's like, what? He's like, I'm going to make the next Batman. He's like, okay, fine, cool. And and then McSullivan makes Batman and Robin. And if for some reason, like, almost a month after I'm dead, like, there's a podcast kind of poking fun at the fact that i've died over this there will be yeah let them do it they know what they were talking about (laughs) yeah brandon what's your mac mulligan all right mcsullivan here we go pops invites mcsullivan over for dinner one night to share some terrible news with him halfway halfway through gloria's delectable booyah bays pops looks (laughs) mac in the eye and tells him that he's dying from mcgregor syndrome an incurable disease made popular by the 1997 film Batman and Robin. Mac is too high on cocaine to understand exactly what Pops is talking about, but it reminds him that he hasn't watched his bootleg VHS copy of Batman and Robin in a while. He leaves Pops' house in the middle of dessert, heads home, and falls asleep watching Batman and Robin while smoking a cigar. Waking up three days later, Mac heads over to Pops' house with a brilliant idea. He says, Pops, I know how to cure your McGregor syndrome. You just have to trust me. He tells him, Mac, when have you ever let me down before? I trust you with my life, old buddy. Mac learned from watching Batman and Robin that the secret to curing McGregor syndrome is fighting it with cold. Mac and Pops go to the local Togo's across the street from McSullivan's apartment, and he tells Pops to wait in the freezer until he feels like his McGregor syndrome is cured. Pops takes a seat behind a slab of roast beef. McSullivan (laughs) leaves the Togo's and goes shopping. He picks up some sugar, whole milk, and instant coffee to make Dalgonas. He gets home to make the Dalgonas, but realizes that his fridge motor has stopped working. Dalgona? He, yeah. <laughs> he realizes his fridge, his fridge motor has stopped working. He wonders if that's something that he has to pay for, or his building superintendent will take care of it. He calls the apartment building super to see if he can fix the fridge, but the super is out of town until the following Thursday. He puts the fridge motor out of his mind and decides that he'll just relax and watch Batman and Robin again. The Damn. End. Yes. Sound, I like it because it's subverting expectations where me and Pollard write these really long, like big-winded, just exponentially expensive Mac movies. Yours is a very quiet right, like, exactly. indie film. Just you think this is the McSullivan we know, we love. You think he's about to like maybe do something important? Nope. It's just about him on a hot day trying to make a Dalgona and being disappointed. High fantasy version. (laughs) Yes. All right, that's coming up next. (laughs) Brandon, what's your next McSullivan? McSullivan gets into ghost law. (laughs) Yay! Wow. (laughs) What would you pay hypothetically? (laughs) Hypothetically. Okay. If you could actually get a vhs from bruce willis where he's playing mcsullivan doing ghost law and it's just for you holy shit but it's on I'd the 5gfa like a, website i'd never, pay like a thousand dollars for you it you can never show anyone else though yeah oh okay i'd still no, pay you, like a thousand dollars yeah you can show three people i'd no. still pay a thousand dollars 
You get to show three people, but I get to veto. I get unlimited vetoes. <laughs> Classic Trump. <laughs> Wrong. I'll be president, but only if I get the unlimited vetoes. It's very legal. Very cool. Oh, man. Can you imagine Don Vito as president? He died. With unlimited Don Vito's? He died. Did he? Yeah, yeah. he did. But he'd also, if he was president, he'd be confused by a lot of things. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> he one, ended one it. One of the episodes of Eagle of Bam, he has like a beer and he mixes like a protein powder into his oh, beer. God. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck is in your cup? He's like, it's formula. <laughs> He's God. a cool guy. He's Damn, cool. that's yeah. disgusting. All right, let's wrap this one up. Yeah, and let's do wrap this up. Uh, so Brandon can go to bed. It's 1 a.m. We started at 8.15. Thank you for listening. Uh, to the, I blame Devin, you know, again. Yeah, yeah as she usual. She always gets us yeah, As usual. Devin uh, and Alicia Silverstone really fucked us over. Well, I didn't know how fat she was until Kyle pointed it out. Devin? No. How dare you? <laughs> you fucking I was talking about Alicia Silverstone. You fucking piece of shit. You piece of shit. Devin's a respected mother in the community. <laughs> she is, she is. No caveats uh, on that one. She's just a respected mother in the community. Yeah, uh, yeah. She, she is, should change yeah. her in- Instagram bio to just like respected mother. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's a power. And it's move. fair. Yeah, no, she deserves um, it. Stay tuned for the rest of Fourth of July because we got a lot of fortune coming your way. Honestly, if four chan, four chan, we got a lot of four chan coming your way. If we keep going Deep at this dive rate, into the dark, I'm in a bail. I'm in a bail. Yeah, it's we, a terrible uh, moment. If you guys are movies. still listening, if you listen to subsequent episodes prior to this, we really appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, can we just let's? We promise after Forge of July, we're just going back to regular mediocre movies rather than awful, awful movies that I think combined uh, all of our Blu ray prices for <laughs> Matthew Lillard, for June C. Riley, and probably for Forge of July, I think will be. At least in the positive, we're not going to be a negative if we combine all those together. It's it's lower than Scream, like yeah. just that one episode, correct. like yeah. definitely lower. Yeah. Um, you can check us out on five gfapod.com. We uh we revamped our website, so go check that out. Cause yeah, a lot of exciting new features there. Yeah, a lot of we're not going to say available. not going to say who, but there are some celebrity endorsements. We're not going to say hooch, but there are some celebrity endorsements. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. No, it's been fun. And uh, I think Devin and Alicia Silverstone, if you're listening, just hit the treadmill or something, you know? <laughs> That's on you. That's on Kyle. So, right. Alicia Silverstone to get rid of the morbid obesity and Devin just to just to have something to do. Just fun. Yeah, just it's for fun. quarantine life. Devin, Brandon wants a... A trophy wife, you know, <laughs> he wants uh, just you work out all day, he'll make money, and you just be there, quiet and close. By. And that's not us saying this, God. this is him saying it. When yeah, you're not around, this is what Brandon yeah. says. Yeah, just kidding. And also, we're not kidding, Alicia Silverstone, please work out. Yeah, we love you. thank you for listening, Alicia Silverstone. Please lose the weight. Good night, bye. Look what I have created, I have made fire. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. 
you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly-ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. Imagine there's egg salad drizzled on top. But, um, yeah, you know, just a little drizzle of egg salad. You get what I'm saying. Uh, Bette Midler munching the rug of Kathy Najimy <laughs> while Sarah Jessica Parker squats over their ball sacks. Like, that guy's name was fucking Scatman. <laughs> no one batted yeah. an eye back then. Yeah. I never thought I'd prefer Rosie O'Donnell over anyone, <laughs> but in the O'Donnell family, yes. Yeah. Wow, Rosie. Rosie O'Donnell is Robin? <laughs> that would have been a sassy Robin. What about wow. Rosie Perez O'Donnell? Oh, baby, I want to screw. <laughs> and uh, no matter what you're doing with the rinse cycle, Donald Trump is putting colored clothes in there and just making all your clothes come out pink <laughs> well, well donald trump would never never do anything well, with look i think <laughs> i think he but i remember vividly watching the mexican let me do a michael kane uh, 5 gfa spot really quick yeah okay hey michael Hello. you're on with the five guys flicking around podcast how you doing buddy i'm doing pretty good uh this is michael kane uh, uh won't you listen to the five guys flicking around podcast you know, in Burma, in Burma, we didn't have any podcasts there. So, uh, you know, okay. Aaron, Aaron, Joel, yep. uh, Kyle, uh, Ryan, Brandon, you know, keep up the good work. And uh, I think you guys are going to take Lenny Kravitz. I really do.